I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, that's DDD NFL on Twitter. Give me a follow, will you? And of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And of course, have me old buddy, me old pal at Ryan Peacock NFL. At Ryan Peacock NFL, how are you? I am grand, as you say there in Ireland. Absolutely grand. Having having a crack. Having the crack. Having a crack is something completely different. That's illegal in most counties. Okay. Having, having the, the crack. The crack. And it's not spelled C-R-A-C-K. It's C-R-A-I-C. It's an Irish word, which is crack is kill, which is fun and music. It's like crake. No, it's nothing like crack. No? It's crack. Jesus. Jesus, lads. <laughs> we always we always amble into the podcast. It's like getting into the sea. We kind of get in slowly, dip our toe in, wade in a little bit, go, oh, Jesus, that's cold. And then we get into the body of it after a while. So do bear with us. So everyone listening, how are you? Good. Brilliant. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Rhino, you were out having a cheeky nanos before the podcast. What's with that, man? I was having a Nando's. Um nothing cheeky about it why do people say it I'm an Irishman and I don't get it why, why, why do they call it a cheeky nan has explained that sort of uh, microcosm to me here I think it became popular with people in tracksuit bottoms and Nike TN trainers and okay. then not only was a Nando's cheeky but it was a cheeky dump a cheeky fag <laughs> a cheeky beer a cheeky kebab they all sound they- like pretty pikey activities and a, che- and a cheeky Tommy Tank but any, you know, I don't know everything <laughs> got one of them in front of it so well, that's, that makes sense now when you said you had a cheeky Tommy Tank before the podcast as well. I was thinking, there you go. You've got to loosen yourself up, lose all your inhibitions and just get out there and do it. That's your version of vocal training. La, 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 oh. la, la, la. Well, I, I couldn't be that tuneful. That was that was quite impressive. Nice. Should we talk Packers? We probably should, but I want to talk Because we always about... run the risk every week of losing every single listener within the first five seconds of the podcast. We've re- we've received zero <laughs> complaints so far. People actually say in the reviews that they love the banter. So let's... Long may it continue right now. Hashtag bants. Hashtag banter. Archbishop of Banterbury. <laughs> but yeah, I think we should tell the listeners what we spent about half an hour doing before we come on the actual podcast. Well... Uh... Go on then. I'll let you. T- I'll let you say first. <laughs> well, I received a rap video, mimed by our very own at Ryan Peacock, NFL, and I was like, it, it wasn't mimed. It wasn't mimed. Oh well, yeah. Well, you, you know, you sounded so like Biggie Smalls. I couldn't tell. Let's say. So I received a Biggie Smalls and then a Fifty Cent rap video, and from Ryan. Uh, getting all gangster with it and I was trying to do some research you know last minute stuff you know we do research throughout the week but there's always room for more it's like cramming for an exam so then he distracts me right so then I go and send you one and then we've uh, we've kind of established right that this is something that we need to go in full time yeah well I think so I think there's a there's a market there you've got the east and west coast in America and nobody is doing the other side of the pond coast uh, is that a thing no or wisconsin coast wiscompton i've never heard that before oh wiscompton we could start that oh, we yeah. could start our very own rap scene ready ready we're no, gonna give, give a large got, i ain't got any lyrics then you ready for mine <laughs> they're nonsensical till they be the guest and i'm knee deep in the pick of the bop and let them play when they get in the truck right whoever knows what rap song that is gets a free prize 
Yeah, I think next week, because I've, I've walked into something, I'm clearly out of my depth, and I'm going back to Kenny Chesney. <laughs> hey, I've never heard of Kenny Chesney uh, rap. Oh, man, my actually. God, you've just lost all the listeners in Wisconsin. We should move on. You need to listen to Kenny Chesney. No, but I'm saying a, a Chesney rap mashup is what I'm saying. You know, I've so never heard could, that we before. Could sample, we could sample some Chesney with your Jay-Z. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Just do do what Kanye does with all of every one of his songs where he just gets a, another person's song, speeds it up, makes it squeaky like Chipmunks and then puts his rap over and releases it. I don't see what can go wrong with that. What, like when he brought that unheard of guy from the Beatles into his song? Oh, yeah. who? Yeah, he's going to make that guy big. Paul McCartney yeah. now, I'd say he's, he's going to really That, that guy's going to go. He'll go viral. <laughs> I can't believe the comment. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, right, I think we've out... Uh, right, this is... Look... This is when we come into work. You know when you go into work in the morning, no one ever just sits down at 9am and goes straight into it. You, you amble in, you read the paper, you scratch yourself. You have the cup of coffee, the cigarette, yeah, 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 I know what you mean. So this this preamble is our cigarette and it's our, it's our cup, of, it's our latte, it's, it's standing by the water cooler talking to Dave about what Mary did and then Dave did last night or whatever, you know what I mean? But anyway, <laughs> let's talk Packers. This is the preview podcast. I know that isn't evident to some people because we spent half the time talking about rap music and Cheeky Nando's and Tommy Tanks, but this is the preview podcast and we want to talk Colts. Um, Ryan, I'm going to let you dive in with your brash attitude from the start because you tend to just, you know, this is the part where you do belly flops in from 500 metres, you know. What do you so think? For one, for one, I'm going to stop you there. I got a diving badge as a youngster and I was quite <laughs> the accomplished diver. Yeah, on the football oh. field. Not ever. Well, never, never dived on the football field, but I have lost my diving physique. So, yes, probably more of a splash. Anyway, right, I've been trying to, in recent weeks, trying to come up with stats, trying to come up with reasons why we will or we will not win a game. Hmm. I don't know why this week I feel incredibly confident. I feel like we are, I, I don't know. It's, for me, it's, it's a 10-plus point victory. Yeah. And I'm trying to find stuff everywhere that might back up what I'm thinking. Um, I don't know. Can't really find anything. I'm just going purely on the feels from last week's game. I told you I felt positive after that one-point loss. And I know lots of – well, I'm not going to say lots of people. There was a minority of people on the internet going, oh, how can he be happy with something when we lose? I'm not happy when we lose, but I'm I'm encouraged by the positives. Taking that one into this week against the Colts, you know, the Colts have got Frank Gore at running back, who's what now, 47 or something. Yeah, you he's know, a grandfather with four kids. Nine you know, grandkids. T- T.Y. Hilton, uh, who leads them in receptions. You know, I, d- I don't know. I, just, I feel we should walk into this game and win it, even without a running game. We proved last week we don't need one. Um, and hopefully if our boys can come rolling on offense and continue in the same vein as they did against the Falcons, we're going to be just fine. Well, I'll tell you what. What I'll do is, is I'm going to cough up some stats and we'll have a discussion, right? But So what- boring. Right, but what I'll end up doing is, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, Jesus, he's organized. What a nerd, right? right? It's like going Here back he to comes school. with his research. Yeah. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to say all the reasons why the Packers should win it and then come up with a few, two reasons why I think they're going to find it difficult. Um, so I don't think this is going to be a walkover. First off, right, let, let's have a look at how the Colts have done so far. It's no surprise that their O-line is god-awful. Uh, but if you look at the scores that they've hit this season... They've been high-scoring games. There's only been one game where they've scored less than 20 points. So Andrew Luck is quite capable of putting points up. This is a dude who, again, has hit the headlines because he got paid massive money or whatever. And then all those people who don't know what they're talking about have been saying, oh, sure, look at the Colts are 3-5, and five, so you know, they're not that great. He's not worth the money. Like, shut your face again. I, I tell people regularly to shut their face in the podcast. And this is another one, shut your face. Because he has a quarterback rating of 96.2 beside an O-line that is just 
I mean, it's beyond god-awful. So, if you look at their O-line, it's either full of rookies, you know, seventh-round picks. Uh, you know, we were annoyed by Newhouse saying that he was a turnstile. These guys are even worse. The dudes got sacked in eight games 31 times. That's That'd be a, 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 maybe an NFL record, 62. They're, you know, they're on pace to break all types of records, but for the wrong reason. They're the worst in the NFL. And now they're going up against our pass rush. See, this is one of the things that I'm quite positive about. Our pass rush, you're going to see it again this week. And like you just said, it's there's essentially not an O-line there. You just get to run straight at Andrew Luck while these guys pat you on the back on the way through. So I think we could see some big sats. I think Mike Daniels is going to smash him in the mouth, as he loves to say. And uh, Andrew Luck, uh, unfortunately for him and his terrible, terrible beard, is going to have a tough day. The problem here for me uh, with this whole Andrew Luck situation is is that he's used to playing behind a really bad O-line now. Now, a few years ago, uh, Chuck Pagano, I think it was two years ago, came out and said, uh, oh, well, yeah, it's a bad O-line, but, I mean, Andrew Lux knows that. He's used to playing behind that, so he's just got to suck it up and get on with it. I mean, is that not the most ludicrous thing that you've ever heard? That's as ludicrous as saying, you know, I want you to get to work on a car with three wheels. You know it has three wheels, so you should still be able to get to work. I don't see what the problem is. You know, What about the famous three... What, what's the three-wheel car? I'm not is talking that, the... I said like a Morris Minor or something. No, what is it? No, I'm not talking the only fools and horses jobby here. It's not a car that's supposed to have three wheels. This is a four-wheel oh, right, car right. with one oh, missing. Yeah, okay, that's the problem. And it's got, a, it's got a brick for a wheel, you know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't matter if you know about it. It's still not going to help you, you know? So... That, that's what, it, which is just ludicrous. But what I will say is, is and this has happened to me in jobs. I don't know if it's happened to you, Ryan. Where you start a new job, uh, someone leaves or dies, and you get thrown in the deep end. And at that time, you're saying to yourself, "This is the worst experience I've ever had in my whole damn life. This is going to do me no good. I'm stressed out. I want to go home, and you know, I just want to self-medicate with beer and get into a cold shower and cry to Westlife songs." But at the end of it all, what it ends up doing is, is it strengthens you because you've went through that bad period. You become experienced and knowledgeable and, and go to what you're doing, hopefully. Otherwise, you just, you know, you get really bad and get sacked. But that's never happened. So you get really good at that. And then when you get a good O-line, then you can operate like an absolute maestro. Andrew Luck is getting a lot of experience having a bad O-line. Last season, he threw an unbelievable amount of interceptions. And I think that he's adept now at absorbing that pressure to a degree. He's protected the ball better this season. And I think he could still give us problems. Now, that's a big if. Yeah, and I, I get what you're saying. The, the thing is, he's done... He, Andrew Luck is one of the good guys in football, isn't he? I mean, oh, we've yeah. all seen the videos, you know, where somebody will hit him at 200 miles an hour. He taps him on the back and says, great hit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, he's a strange guy. He does. He seems to enjoy getting hit as much as anything else. And his O-line seemed to allow that to happen. But at some point, if we can get the pass rush on him, I'm, there's not one quarterback in the land that really likes getting all that pressure all the time, being off rhythm, getting a hard hits. You know, it takes its toll. I think you get in his face early and um, we're going to have to because we know we can't do it in the secondary. We, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hating on our secondary at all. But we're going to have potentially inexperienced players playing there. We haven't got a great deal of depth there. So our guys up front, that pass rush is so so important, and we have to take advantage of their poor O line. If we do that, that's the way to throw Andrew Luck off his game. Yeah, we certainly need to do it, which means that it's going to put extra pressure on our secondary because we're dealing with a quarterback here. Uh, who had been known in the past to throw a few interceptions because another thing that I'll say about Andrew Luck is he's not one of these quarterbacks like even A-Rod to an extent where he is concerned with his stats. That's why A-Rod holds on to the ball too long. 
Now, A, because he doesn't want to throw an interception, that's smart. But B, he's aware of, you know, how negatively it's going to impact him, how much pressure it's going to put on him and the team and whatever. And there's an awful lot of debate out there where people say that all he cares about is his stats, and that's not true either, right? That's because, though, he's so awesome, he can do exactly what he wants. Oh, yeah, (laughs) right. So the main target for Andrew Luck is going to be, and you've mentioned them already, is T.Y. Hilton. I mean, this guy for me is either hot and cold. He's going to have a big game or not. Now, most of the time when he comes up against a good defense, he has a bad game. He's not one of these guys who he's super dynamic um, where, you know, he, he's unshutdownable. Like, a, well, I was going to say like a Julio Jones, but uh, in your face, we did a job on him. This guy in weeks three, five, and seven. So he picks the odd weeks. But the thing is, is that he's been niggled by hip injury this season. So again, he's kind of like Julio Jones. I mean, I don't think he was well. And that means that if we have any type of potential to shut this guy down, I think we can because a hip injury as you get later on in the season, you know, it'll get more abrasive and that means that he's not going to be able to do what he should be able to do on it. So I reckon we could have his number. Um, how confident yeah. are you in our secondary that we're going to be able to shut him down? Because apart from him and Dorset, I don't think they have a whole lot because their tight end, Jack Doyle, even though he's an Irishman, he's inconsistent. He's not Irish, surely not Irish. But anyway, look, the, the Colts for me, and I, and I mean this with absolute disrespect, right? Just to want to <laughs> Just, clear that up. Okay. Right? The Colts for me are almost the complete no-name team. I mean, you look down their receiving core, their top five receivers, Hilton, Doyle, Dorset, Dwayne Allen, Chester Rogers. Do you know, who? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? There's, there's nobody in there that scares me. Hilton doesn't particularly scare me. He will probably have a big game on us because we always allow the number one receiver on the other team to have a big game. And the only reason Julio Jones did it is because we managed to injure him, mm. you know? But then we opened up the field for Sanu and let him play instead. Yeah. You know, but and I I guess I you know, I'm being a bit a bit ridiculous in what I'm saying, but there isn't anybody there that I think the Packers should be scared of. You know, Frank Gore has always been a great back. Yeah. T. Y. Hilton has done nice here and there on your fantasy team. But past that, what are we looking at? Their offense should be something that our defense should be able to contain, even with being a bit banged up and having a slight lack of depth in the secondary. I'd be very disappointed if we don't win this game and we don't almost shut down their offense. Where I think we'll have um, Hilton, because he's slightly injured, and Dorsett is is based on their height. These guys are only 5'9". They've got the height of a slot receiver yet they don't do well when they're covered up in the middle. So what they end up doing is is then they're fast, really fast. So th- what they'll end up doing is trying to stretch the field. Um, they'll try to get down, oddly enough, on the sideline. So I reckon if, as long as we don't put a damn linebacker on them this time um, and keep the cornerbacks and safeties there, I reckon that we can shore these up. And I mean, you said it as well, Ryan. I mean, at running back, they're nothing to be scared of. Frank Gore now, although we said he was 47, uh, you know, taking the mick, the chap's 33 years old. It seems like he's been in the league for forever. You yeah. know, and some of his coaches have actually dealt with... Actually, was it um, was it McCarthy dealt with him uh, 10 years ago when he was at San Fran? God, I don't know. That's a long time ago. Which just goes to show how long he goes back. And I mean, he's done well against the Packers. He's a 5.1 yards uh, per carry average against Green Bay. But Well, yeah, I mean, going going back a couple of seasons, he was always one of them names that was taken high in any fantasy draft. You know, he was a good player that got you touchdowns and got you yards. Now, since he left San Fran, he's come to Indy. I don't know that he's the same back. He's certainly a back that's got to be respected. And you always have to respect the run game of any team. You know, unless it's the Packers, because we we haven't got any running backs. But you know, 
you you have you have to have some respect for him. All I'm saying is now really our run defense, the way it's played so far this year, should be able to shut that down, which then forces them to pass. You said their O line's bad. Luck will need time to get the ball out to his receivers. And then what receivers does he have? I know I'm being I don't know if I can swear, but I know I'm being one of those guys. But I honestly cannot see why our defense cannot shut these guys down. And I, d- I don't know. For me, if I if we can't win this game by more than ten points this week, mm. I will sing a song of your choice and the followers' choice on the podcast next week. Agreed. So we remember that we put that one down on the books. That confident it, American national anthem. Elton John, Kenny Chesney or Jay-Z, whatever you want. Well, look, I mean, that that's even what the experts are saying. They're saying that we're seven-point favourites. And the the key to this game is, is like what you're saying, if the defence can get the pressure on Luck, sack him. He, he's pretty much been hit on most of his dropbacks, right? He's always getting pressured or whatever uh, with his turnstile O-line. So all we have to do is, is make sure that he doesn't hold on to the ball long enough so that we get smoked by Dorset and Hilton, who are fast runners, and blaze us and, and chop our heads off. That's what we need to do. Um, Jack Doyle, he's a tall tight end, and uh, Dwayne Allen, uh, he's out. So he's their sort of marquee tight end. He's not even playing. You see, the Colts are kind of hit with the, the injury bug as well. So, you know, Dwayne Allen's out. T.Y. Hilton um, is pl- allegedly playing on that hip injury. Uh, they're you know their only real secondary player that stands out Fonte Davis he's gone through concussion protocol he's their most talented dude on the roster in the secondary and um, he's probably not going to play their two returners are both injured so Bray and Rogers are out which means that Dorset and the no-name running back Ferguson has to come in and try return and they fumbled twice against the Chiefs um, you, you know you just called him the no-name running back yeah if he scores a touchdown, I think you've got to do a you've got to do some sort of penalty. Oh yeah, well, I'm well, just saying. Well, I'm we, just saying. We'll, we might the, end let up the followers decide. Yeah, we might end up having a yeah. duet. <laughs> do you know what? It will be it will be better than Elton John and Kiki D if we get together. Oh yeah, and just yeah. as no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> no, let's not. Let's not go there. It's uh, let's let's give it a PC for kids. Okay, okay. Why don't Why don't you tell me who you think our first touchdown score will be? Yeah, Who well, are you backing at the minute? I don't know, Did- someone from the practice squad. But before before we get into <laughs> uh before we get into uh you know, touchdown scores and all of that kind of gear, uh let me bring up two reasons that could potentially give us difficulty, probably won't, but these are the only ones that the Colts need to go to here. Can I try my best to argue them? Well you can. Okay. You can indeed. So we've struggled in man coverage. And the defense that the Colts play is that first off they blitz one third of the time, so thirty over thirty percent of the time they blitz. So they're going to try to put pressure on us. Now they're a pretty muck defense in the sense that they've they're twenty eight in points allowed and they're twenty ninth in yards allowed. They allow four hundred and two point five yards per game, which is absolutely insane. So, but the problem, and this is problem number one, is that they play man coverage pretty much all the time and that's where we have struggled is in press man so if they do that again and if Vontae Davis is playing and he's and he's their number stand he's their standout uh, right right corner and he plays and they make him follow Jordy Nelson around the place and they play press man are we going to have the same issues where we can't get separation now based on the game last week 
because we had Geronimo Allison and Davis who are fast guys, Jeff Janis, we might not have that problem, but do you see that being an issue in this game? Um, I mean, yeah, as you said, we, we struggled against it, but I think, and you touched on it exactly there, you've got three absolute speed guys now. you got Cobb, who's not exactly a slouch, and then Jordy Nelson to do what he does. I don't know. I, I'm still going on the fact that looking at the confidence that Rodgers and his receivers played with last week, um, the plays they made last week, and I think it, we just got to go on. If we can get out there first, score a touchdown, and say the first drive hmm. or the second drive, but we, or you know, just just being the first touchdown scorers in the game, that confidence I think will get Aaron Rodgers back to believing and his receivers back to believing that we've got the unbeatable Aaron Rodgers and it doesn't matter what we come up against, the other team better score more points than us because we're going to score points, that sort of attitude. Mm. So I get where you're coming from and I get that, you know, all, all the stats are there maybe to back that up. But I still feel that we're at the moment, we're going to be a team that will play on confidence and if things are going well, they will get better. And I think that that will allow us to sort of overcome that issue, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I, I think we need speed, and it's going to bode well for us that both their best defensive linemen are out, so Langford and Anderson aren't playing, which means, and their pass rush has been god-awful, so, and their O-line's been amazing. So it will give A-Rod time, but it's whether he has the options to hit those receivers will remain to be seen. Now, what I would think is, I don't think it's going to be a problem particularly, but it could potentially be a problem. And it's one of those things where you come up against a team that you think you're going to absolutely smash, and then you're like, oh, why isn't this working? Why aren't we scoring where, when we should score? I think that will, would be one of the reasons. Um, And the second thing that I will say is, is that, and it's going to sound dumb, is that on special teams, although there are two returners are out, if you look at the two mainstays of their special teams, Adam Vinatieri, Vinatieri, I mean, you know, he needs no introduction, but this season alone, he's 18 for 18. This guy doesn't miss. So if they can get in field goal range, you can pretty much believe that they're going to be points on the board. On top of that, their punter, Pat McAfee, he's the sixth best punter um, in the league, um, which is impressive. He's got a pretty good, impressive uh, punt net average. Now, if they can get him on the field, which would seem likely if we are really sticking it to the Colts' offense, they're going to use their punter to pin the Packers back and make us earn every single yard. So, I mean, that's been a problem with us at the start of the season, right? That That's where we struggled that we were pinned back uh, within our own 20-yard line um, or worse on occasion, on a lot of occasions. And that's when we stuttered against the Jags. And we've seen the Jags get waxed this season by everybody. So that's where we got stung by the Jags is that we were starting with too many yards in front of us and we just couldn't make up those yards. So that could be reason number two why this could be a little bit more difficult or a lot more difficult than we believe it could be. Yeah, I get what you're saying, especially on like the kick-punt returns type thing. But you got to remember with those, your, your one tackle or one missed tackle away from it being shut down inside the 20 or go in the full length of the field for a touchdown. It's, I mean, there's obviously been over the years, there's been those extra special returners, you know, the, the Desmond Howards, the Devin Hesters, um, you know, pe- people like that that can just seem to do it time and time again. We don't necessarily have that player, but I don't think yet we've seen everything we're going to see from the guys that we do use. So, you know, it'd be great to see more out of Davis because I think he's a player that could be. I don't know if Geronimo Allison is a guy that maybe they could use there. I don't, I don't know enough about him yet. Um, but I always think you're always just that one missed tackle or that one 
big block away from opening up the whole field and and you know maybe 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 this sunday is the night when it happens yeah we'll see like because there was definitely promising stuff that was coming out of davis because he's fast and he did like what you're saying he did look like that guy who was ready just to bust through one more person you know just to get a bit further on but yeah um he didn't in the end but look there's there's two things that are happening in the packer season that makes this stuff super interesting now even to the non-packer fan and that comes down to the fact that the packers look like they're on the up and the vikings look like they're on the down north turner leaving the vikings this is a guy who's been in the league he's been a coach since 1991 he Mm -hmm. quits as vikings offensive coordinator um i think this is tasty stuff it is and on the surface of it you go well hang on a team with a winning record top of the nfc north and their offensive coordinator leaves but it's not until you actually look into the stats and you realize just how poorly well in theory how poor their offense is and i'm sure because you're obviously the stats guy i'm sure you've got the stats sat there but when you look at that you sort of go okay hang on a minute you know maybe i get that the problem you've got now is you've got that whole thing about and I know the team didn't get rid of him. Okay, he did resign. He wasn't sacked. But and we and, and I mean I haven't really heard the reason for it happening. But if it was that he was having pressure put on him because of that offense being in the position they are, because the yardage being in the position it was, then you know I I just think something there could upset that offense. You know they've been playing a certain way to suit his system, and they've been doing all right. Yeah, okay, against the Bears it went wrong. Um, but, you know, Jay Cutler was back, and we all know what a great quarterback he is. Um, you know, so it's a strange one for me that he's he's picked this time to go. Like I said, we don't know, or I don't know anyway. I haven't, I haven't looked into it. But I don't know the exact reasons he's left, but it just seems like something that could upset their rhythm at the moment. Yeah, well, I mean, he hasn't come out with a reason why. Now, there was, there was Ruction saying that, yes, he was going to do maybe one year in the new stadium and then leave. And if you look at their stats, so offensively they're 31st in total yards, 23rd in points. Um, you know, I think defense wins championships, and that's where they're annoyed. That's probably why they put the pressure on them, because their defense is putting them in a position to go to full hog, uh, definitely to win the division. They could have potentially ran away with it. Um, you know, they faced the Eagles and they lost 21-10 in Week 7. Uh, that's certainly a game that they were tipped to win because they were being dominant um you know Carson Wentz was looking like he was faltering because they'd lost two games on the trot they were trying to stop the rot there and then mm-hmm. he put on a clinic and ripped them apart and then the Bears you know the funny stuff like this happens uh throughout a season like I was saying this on Irish radio for the whole season last season and I, w- I was going insane I was saying about Leicester City Leicester City terrible team um Ooh. Right, I'm going to say it. The Leicester City are showing what type of team they are this season um, because every other team were terrible. And I equated the Carolina Panthers to Leicester City. I was look, I had to look into all the stats for hours before I do that radio slot, even though the radio slot only lasts about seven minutes. So I did hours and hours and hours of research into the Carolina Panthers. And every every week they make me pick, do me my bookie picks for whatever, which is the 
I hate it, right? Because you can never pick. I asked Mike Spofford, who's been in the game for forever, on our podcast two weeks ago. Mike, you know, if you can write the preview or the post review of the game before it happens, what would you think you would write? And he said, I'm not going to predict I'm in the game long enough now not to do that because you don't know how the game's going to go. So even he wouldn't do it. And I hate doing it. And when I looked into the Panthers last season, every game, every game, there was one person that didn't step up the previous week that stepped up. And then eventually, maybe to the very end of the season, they actually started to pick up momentum when everybody was playing well. But before that, it was down to one or two people, just one or two people on the team who, uh, you know, forced a fumble or, you know, had a punt return or for a touchdown. You know, there was always something odd that happened. And that's the type of odd stuff that can happen in a season. So the Bears beating the Vikes is one of those odd things where Cutler's back. There's a bit of a change in the offense. You know, he's he's fresh. He he used to not be a bad quarterback. He was great for us because he kept, keeps trying to tear secondary. So we like him. You know, and this is the type of thing that can happen. And obviously there was unrest with the Vikes. And that's why Norv Turner has gone. And it's odd that Scott Turner, his son, is a quarterback coach. So that's a bit awkward. So he's still there with the Vikes. And I mean, Pat Shermer now takes over as offensive coordinator. And I have to laugh because you see in the news, oh, Pat Shermer was with Bradford when he was with the Rams and the Eagles, so it's a good thing that he takes over as offensive coordinator. Are you high? Did you not see what happened against the Rams, uh, with the Rams and with the Eagles when he was there with Bradford? Was was that a good time? I'm sorry, did I miss some headlines here? So they're saying that's a good thing when he couldn't... The reason he was turfed out of St. Louis at the time and turfed out of the Eagles was because he was terrible. And then he goes and starts with the Vikes and he becomes this quarterback and everyone goes, see, that's what Bradford can do. And now he's being found out again. So I don't think he's going to advance under Pat Shermer at all. Well, I, I mean, my, my issue with Pat Shermer is, and I'm if hopefully I haven't got this wrong, but I'm sure at some point he was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, he was. And he had a terrible record as well. Right. So if you're the head coach, in fact, if you're any coach of the Cleveland Browns, yeah. Although I know that's not quite true because I, I realise that Belichick and several other, you know, big coaches now were on the Browns. But come on, if you're on the Browns, you must suck. <laughs> so just just give up. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it stinks of someone who just has to go somewhere just to get a head coaching position. But again, like Pat Shermer as well, he's he's crazy um, qualified. Start started off his career in Michigan State back in the 80s you know what I mean and, and he went through then becoming tight ends and offensive line coaches quarterbacks coaches offensive coordinators head yeah, coaches backfield. you know he's yeah. been around and he, he's been in the NFL since with the Eagles since 99 so th- this guy you know he's he's done his time but as you say I mean look at his coaching record it's not great and I don't think he's going to improve them at all and this will cause unrest which is brilliant for us because if we are in the up and we do get a run of games where Aaron Rodgers has the backs up against the wall he's forced to throw he shows us what he's made out of and the Vikings start to tank a bit because offensively they can't do anything it's like the Seahawks the Seahawks are the same always been dominant for the last few years they've broken records since back to the 60s of scoring defense but then when uh, Russell Wilson isn't on and they can't score. They end up with a game against the Cards where it's 3-all and it ends 6-all in the worst game or one of the worst games since 1919 with like just a low, muck-scoring game. It's like the games that the Packers and the Bears used to play back in the very start. They used to end 9-6 and 9-3 and 3-0. It's the same sort of stuff. So this is very positive and I think that we can go on a run here and top the North because 
I think that's the only path acceptable for me is that the Packers go and win the division. I don't settle for this wildcard lark. I think we should go and march straight to the top of the NFC North. And they might get found out this week, Ryan Monte, because they're up against the Lions, who were awful bad loss um, against the Texans last week. And they're going to look to bounce back. And I said on the radio again, having been forced to pick, that they would beat the Texans because I felt that the Lions were were pretty explosive that Matt Stafford has really shown uh, that he can spread the ball around now so isn't this if anything the marquee game to see has the power shifted in the NFC North maybe in favour of the Packers and the Lions well as you know and as most people know listening obviously any division game whether whether one team's you know 10 and 0 and the other team's 0 and 10 when Mm -hmm. it's a division game yeah it matters more it means more to the fans it means more to the players and teams will generally get up and perform so you're absolutely right. I mean, the Lions, okay, they're in the position they're in at the moment, but they they they're a decent-ish team. Bearing in mind that Calvin Johnson's left, you know, um, just last season they've had to try and fill that hole, you know, and they've had a number of big sort of defensive players leave, and they've had to fill those holes. So they're they're a decent team, and they will believe you me, they'll get up again for it against against the Vikings, and the Vikings will have to be absolutely on their game, you know. I would imagine that in this week you won't see a great deal of change out of the Vikings. Then it'll look much much like the the Vikings look if you uh, in the last few weeks, if you know what I mean. Um, because obviously that coach has got to have time to spend with those players and try and have his influence on that system and so on and so on. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a big big game, um, and it's something definitely something that I think weakens the Vikings' position at the moment, and something that let's hope the Packers can take control of. Yeah, because I find one of two things happens usually. One is that the team ends up, like, the Vikings could smash the Lions and people go, see, we're fine, and then they'll go into decline or they'll go straight into decline. It's it's going to be one or the other, I think. I don't think they can bounce back from this. There's obviously stuff going on in the background. You know, because whatever way Sherman's going to make uh, Bradford play is going to put him down in the, in the doldrums again. So it, it's not going to be too good, but... So if we get to prediction time, and I hate calling out scores because it's like trying to predict a lot of numbers, but I think it's important that if the Packers do win, I think we're on a roll. And I said that last week that I think we're on a roll now despite losing. So I reckon that we do uh, beat the Colts. I think it will be tougher than we think it's going to be, unfortunately, um, because that performance... Do you know what? It's like when you... You go out golfing a lot, right? And if you go out golfing, Ryan, with someone who's able to, you know, pop the ball on the green, roll it up to the hole, you know, pop it in and they're scoring birdies par or maybe bogeys, but they're, they're playing a good round. And then you go out with one of your mates who is absolutely terrible. He's shredding the ball into the hedges and all this. The majority of the time you follow the type of play that you're, the person you're playing against is doing. Whatever it is about human psychology. So when we play the Falcons, we know we have to score big points. So it's in our mindset and we score big points. So similarly against the Colts, this might be a game, it's a bit of a slog. Uh, if we put up 50, a 50 burger against a team that can't do anything, sometimes that's unlikely because you almost mirror the type of play of who you're up against. Is that not true? And can that not happen here to the Packers? I think that could happen here. I understand what you're saying, yeah, about some. You know, sometimes you lower your performance, you almost match the performance of the other team mm. or you match the class of the other team or the attitude. Or the effort, Those yeah. things that can happen and we do tend to you know, without getting too deep, I think as human beings, we tend to mirror society or mirror those things that are happening around us sometimes, whether that be good or bad. So the mindset's got to be right. When you go out against the team that are there for the taking, um, 
again, I mean, I know people don't like the Pats and so on, but I have a great deal of respect for Bill Belichick and the way he coaches his team. And he's he's the kind of guy that will send his team out there every single week. If he senses a weakness, yeah. he'll send that team out there to absolutely capitalize it. Uh, sorry, capitalize on it mm. and, and, you know, not let up at all. And we've said before that sometimes we've felt with the Packers, sometimes we'll go out there, we'll capitalize on it and then we ease off. You know, so we've got to make sure that the players are sent out there um, onto the field and they've got the right mindset when they hit the field and they do not let up and it stays at 100 miles an hour and they do not let up until that very final um, knees taken at the end of the game or whatever it is, you know. Uh, I think I think it's just about the way in which our coaching staff get our players to go out and our players respond to it. Um, and then we should negate that risk of, of bringing ourselves down to any, any level or or matching any performance of the people around us. Yeah, because I, mean, I know people out there are listening and they might have a different attitude personally, but that, that is what happens. I mean, if you're playing table tennis or snooker against a mate who really doesn't care, you're not going to be like, you know, taking 10 minutes over each shot and chalking up your cue, you know, 70 times and really going for it. You're going to chill, you're going to get a few sausage rolls, a bit of ketchup, you know, stand around the pool having a few beers and playing a game. That's what we used to do. That's what we used to do every lunchtime thought- in school. For a second there, when I thought you said, you know, you're not going to be taking 10 minutes your shot, and I'm thinking, well, table tennis, if you took 10 minutes a shot, you're, you're going to have missed it. But, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, snooker. No wonder I was so bad at table tennis. I was actually pretty handy at table tennis. I only played it maybe twice in my whole life. But I have to say, we've spoken more in this podcast about other teams than I think we've ever done before. It's almost become an NFL podcast. Yeah, well, look, if the demand's there for it, we can do an NFL show, boys. Yeah. <laughs> no but you know what it, it's properly breaking down and doing doing a good service for anybody who's listening and wants to see the actual points to look for in the game the the proper big NFL podcast some of them just don't have the sound quality that's why when you listen to the UK Packers podcast we've set up podcast studios we've all the gear uh, we've good sound quality and of course it's heavily edited uh, you know to come to your ears and give you a proper eargasm so we hope you appreciate um, the standard that we tried to put together with these podcasts and what we've been asking you to do is because a lot of work goes into this stuff you know research and money to set up the podcast studios and and you know trying to bring you some stuff that isn't just complete BS of dribbling like well, the Packers are going to win because go Pack go brrr, you know all this rubbish you know we tried to break it down and say might have problems here might have positives there so what we've asked us to do is is that we're giving you this for free uh we enjoy doing it we enjoy the feedback that we get from you it creates a lot of debate if you can just leave us a review um because the, the podcast gets downloaded a lot we see the stats in the background it beats inside the huddle uh, most weeks so you know we're getting a lot of downloads so if you're listening to it if you can just take you know 20 seconds out nip onto itunes where you've hopefully subscribed and leave us a review um and we said that we call out some of the reviews, the most recent ones that we get. So let me just give you an example of the stuff that we've got. So Graham uh, gave us five stars, or is it six on the podcast thing? Yeah, five stars. Cheers, Graham. Yeah, yeah. And he said, I, I love these guys. Uh, they're like my brothers. Great podcast, informative, funny, easy listening, with incredible guests, and must for any Packers fan. Um, is that is that both of us? That's both of us. Yeah, love the guys. Oh, right. They're like my brothers. So plural. <laughs> it's not just you or me. Uh, the, I was the, just wondering if you were the informative one and I'm the funny one, or the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> ah, come on, we've we've uh, you know we we hit all bases here. So there's another guy. Uh, great blokes, great show by Chris uh, in the Goodland. So Steve and Ryan are naturals, light-hearted, well-informed, and always funny. They're well connected with the club and their past guests. Show it as an American living in Britain. I think I read this out last week. Um, so that's you know there's there's some really nice stuff that's been on there, and we enjoy the feedback so if the stuff that you like stuff that you don't like um by all means uh let us know uh on twitter and um we'll 
you know, we'll try maybe do stuff better or do more of some stuff. I don't know. Let us know. The other thing as well is, yeah, I mean, if you've got something midweek that's bugging you and you want us to talk about and discuss it, you know, email us or d- d- email us. How old fashioned is that now? Yes. Tweet us <laughs> or DM us. Um, yeah, all right, granddad. Um, you know, get in touch. Tell us what's bugging you. Tell us what you want us to discuss or what, you know, what our opinion is on something. There's no reason why we can't just take a couple of minutes to to respond to that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, you know, Steve's got an opinion on most things and usually I'm right, so... <laughs> Hold on. I think it was last week in the podcast you came down off that perch and you said to me that what I was saying about A-Road was right. So if, it's if, not, if it's not recorded, it didn't count. It definitely was recorded. I have it. I'll, I'll send out that snippet I've, later. I've, I've never heard it. No, but look, we've got different opinions. You know, we've both got different feelings about stuff. You, when you have to, when you come to our podcast, we don't bang on and have the same opinion. Sometimes we disagree. Sometimes we agree. And we, we love hearing your opinions. So yeah, if there's anything that you want us to talk about, let us know. Ryan's holding up a hacksaw. That's scary. Um, so yes, Ryan, whatever you say. Uh, so and again if there's any guests that just want us to get on you know we're fairly handy at this stage we've been in the game long enough to get the guests we've had Greg Jennings Mason Crosby Mike Daniels Mark Murphy uh, Leroy Butler Gilbert Brown uh, Sam Barrington before he got exiled you know Ryan we've, Peacock uh, Ryan uh, Mike Spofford Wes Hodkowitz <laughs> you know we've had the boys on so if there's anybody that you want us to try get on uh, we'll reach out you know we, we chat to some of the players in the background like Aaron Ripkowski is going to be on um, it's, you know, trying to get a time to get that dude on his, his best mate's Irish you know so he loves us uh, over here in the UK and Ireland any guests that you want us to get on let us know and we'll try and make that happen as well I know the first suggestion is going to be Aaron Rodgers should we try and get Dorsey Levins on yeah we could go uh, to Dorsey yeah. get Dorsey and Ryan Grant as well and we can get the two of those boys on just so. get the running back guys yeah and ask them would they want to come back and actually play for the Packers <laughs> say surely guys it's not over yeah, cause I one saw, more season that's it I, I, I saw Dorsey he's looking fairly uh, fairly fresh you know what I mean he's looking like he's a he's still a big dude he can get it done I'd say I'll tell you what when we run into Amon Green last year he he's still he's huge he yeah. looks like he still spends every day in the gym he could still play I'm sure he was playing rugby up well he was playing rugby up to what a year or so ago he might yeah. even still be playing yeah you know, and that guy is he's ripped I'm sure he could still play and some of these lads like they're physically and genetically they're just specimens if you look at them you're just thinking like you're never going to not be ripped you were ripped when you came out of the womb you know what I mean you were doing you were bench pressing your mother when you came out you know you bit the just umbilical like yourself. cord yourself yeah. oh exactly the same yeah. ripped man yeah genetics but look I'll tell you what we leave it there we're doing a competition by the way on Twitter uh, get on there if you leave if you subscribe to the podcast which you're listening to now and you leave a review which maybe you're subscribed for ages you just haven't left on leave a review uh, and then DM us your address we'll send you out stuff we did it before and lads were sending in pictures of what we sent them out it's not a scam it's not a load of BS uh, we've some little bits that we brought back from Lambo um, that we want to shell out so um you know, subscribe, send us a screenshot of the review and we'll send that stuff out to you. But Absolutely. Um, for this yeah, we've also got... Sorry, I just wanted yeah. to mention, I know I haven't dropped this one in with your uh, pre-show, so apologies, and I know I'm getting a disciplinary letter later. But we've still got a signed helmet that we've got to do a giveaway for. Um, so, well, not so much a giveaway because it's a signed helmet, but we're going to do what we've done before and do the Raz and do do the mm. tickets, which is essentially an online raffle, and we're going yeah. to get that going soon. So in the next couple of days, look for us posting that up because, you know, it's a great piece. It's got Grave Digger written on it. It's, uh, it's a real nice one, and if it stays there any longer, it's just going to end up in my collection. Which is a so big I think, collection. I think so. We've got to get it out there soon. 
Yeah, definitely. Look, and a RAS, if anyone isn't familiar with it, what we do is we get a set number of people, uh, slots, and we sell the number slot. So if you want to buy number two, well, then uh, you spend probably two pounds or five pounds, Ryan, is it? Which which are we going for? Well, the side letter, we try to keep it as cheap as we can. So you put in two pounds and then uh, what Ryan will do is he'll pop on uh, the randomizer site, like what I did for the signed DVDs, which we've one more left to give away, uh, which we run a competition for. So, you know, you you put you buy your slot if you're superstitious. If you don't care, just tell us, give me any number. And then Ryan will go and run the uh, prize, put up a video of his mush about him picking out the winner. Watch the vid. If you win the Raz, uh, well, then you get a signed helmet for £2. If you don't, sure. you've only spent £2 and you've had that chance to win. So, yeah, yeah, I think what we prefer to do usually is make the tickets cheaper individually yeah um put more slots on there and then obviously you know there's no maximum amount of slots you can buy yeah. so i think it's better that way than having a you know six tickets at 10 pounds each yeah you know we're better off doing however many tickets at a few pounds each you know yeah and i think so exactly. it allows more people to get involved yeah increase your odds then buy three or whatever you want to do i mean if that's six boy three boy three so by the way look tickets that's uh we're gonna end on a racist note so that's the end of the podcast so again it was a pleasure dealing with us today and uh hopefully you enjoyed this podcast of a friday but from myself at steedd nfl on twitter at uk packers and at ryan peacock nfl give us all a follow give us a chat but for this week goodbye godspeed <laughs>